0: Hi there everyone, we're um, just going to do a short video now to help you guys to be able to discuss in Connect Group what we spoke about on Sunday. Um, I was doing a passage in Luke chapter 6. You might want to open that now and have it open. What I'm going to do is kind of a whistle-stop tour of some of the stuff that we talked about and hopefully ask a couple of questions that might inform some of your discussion tonight as a connect group. I would say that this is not the whole talk. I'd encourage you to go and listen to it if you haven't heard it already because we're going to be going very quickly and going to be asking questions that are really informed from the stuff that we talked about on Sunday. So let's kick off by going straight to the passage. So this is Luke chapter 6, verse 1 to 11. One Sabbath, Jesus was going through the grain fields, and his disciples began to pick some heads of grain, rub them in their hands, and eat the kernels. Some of the Pharisees asked, Why are you doing what is unlawful on the Sabbath? Jesus answered them, Have you never read what David did when he and his companions were hungry? He entered the house of God, and taking the consecrated bread, he ate what is lawful only for priests to eat. And he also gave some to his companions. Then Jesus said to them, the son of man is Lord of the Sabbath. On another Sabbath, he went into the synagogue and was teaching and a man was there whose right hand was shriveled. The Pharisees and the teachers of the law were looking for a reason to accuse Jesus. So they watched him closely to see if he would heal on the Sabbath. But Jesus knew what they were thinking and said to the man with the shriveled hand, get up and stand in front of everyone. So he got up and stood there. Then Jesus said to them, I ask you, which is lawful on the Sabbath, to do good or to do evil, to save life or to destroy it? He looked around at them all and then he said to the man, stretch out your hand. He did so and his hand was completely restored. But the Pharisees and the teachers of the law were furious and began to discuss with one another what they might do. What I spoke about on Sunday was this tension between the Pharisees and between Jesus, two different approaches to the spiritual discipline of Sabbath. The Pharisees stuck in a religious, restrictive, box ticking way of doing things and Jesus wanting to free it and bring life to it. And that's what we want to be like. We want to be like Jesus. And so what I'd love us to be doing in our Connect groups today is reminding ourselves about what what we said about this and deciding to have the posture of Jesus, deciding to be like him in the way that we approach the spiritual discipline of Sabbath. So today we read that the Pharisees are talking about this. They're telling Jesus off for the way that he seems to be responding. Jesus seems to be getting it wrong here. Just a really quick bit of context that I think will be helpful for us to to think about again, and that is from Isaiah Verse 18, the Spirit of the Lord is on me because he has anointed me to proclaim the good news to the poor. We find this in Luke chapter 4, but it is quoting Isaiah. It goes on, he sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners, to recover the sight of the blind, to set the oppressed free, and to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. And when Jesus is responding to the spiritual discipline of Sabbath, previously very restrictive in the way that it had to be done, he is thinking about his mission and therefore our mission as well. And as a connect group, I love to think about what does our mission look like, living for Jesus with everything we have? And how can Sabbath, the spiritual discipline of resting, and not only resting, but resting well, inform us as we go out to be Jesus to the world around us, to ask each other the right questions. How are you doing with this? Where is your rest? Are you having time with God? To be deliberate about supporting one another. That's what a connect group can be. So what is full life to you? I asked this question on Sunday. What is full life to you? What does it look like here in London? Michael McIntyre has recently said that he thinks now the second question people ask after what is your name is what jab did you have? But actually, in our world, and it will more and more go back to this, it's not about jabs, it's about jobs. The second question people ask is not, "What what jab did you have? It's, what do you do? What do you do? The goal of life has maybe moved in the past for where family unit would be the main thing everyone's talking and thinking about to your work. And work is a good thing. It's a God thing. It's something we should do with everything we have for God's glory. But I think a lot of the time, it can become held too highly it can become an idol it can be something that is above god it takes over everything else so what is your life revolving around this is a key question to ask in connect groups what is your life revolving around is it jesus or is it something else let's be honest with each other now let's be deliberate with each other now this is not a time to to maybe say the answer you think you should say but to be honest what does my life really revolve around Who's Lord of my diary? Who's Lord of my priorities? Jesus in verse five of this passage says that he is Lord of the Sabbath, but he's not just Lord of the Sabbath, he's Lord of our lives. And so how are we doing Sabbath? And everything else to say that actually what I'm revolving around is Jesus. Jesus in the first six verses of this passage that will come up on the screen again now, and do have a little skim read of those, but Jesus is basically taking the priority of doing something that is about meeting need and bringing life. He tells his disciples to eat the kernels. He, he tells a story from the Old Testament that shows that God cares more about need than he does about religious duty. Even, even when you look back at the Old Testament, this is the character of God throughout history and to us right now through Jesus. Jesus, as it goes on, we, we realize that he doesn't mind what he is doing being public. He gets this guy with a shriveled arm to stand up in front of everyone. Jesus doesn't mind that he is rewriting something here. You know, the creator is always greater than the creations. And actually, Sabbath wasn't made, in in, in a sense, it was made for, for us to enjoy. It wasn't made for us to, to question or to do things like that. But what I, I kind of want us to focus on for the main part of our Connect Group discussion is how we can have a focus like Jesus does. And I summed it up in two R's on Sunday. I said that Jesus, in the way that he responded in this passage and what we know of him through scripture, was that when it came to Sabbath and how to know what you should and shouldn't do, how to prioritize, how to take good rest, he had two focuses. And his two focuses were this. He was restoration-focused and he was relationship-focused. I want to encourage you to talk together about how you can make sure that you find space for a depth of restoration. How do you find space in your week to stop enough to physically rest? Not just eight one hour sleeps, this is the example I gave on Sunday, but one eight hour sleep. Are you finding actual time, not a quick court conversation or a quick court time of rest that you're actually thinking about work the whole time, but actually stopping and having a reset? Moment, it's important that we recharge our physical batteries. But I think maybe the more important thing, and what I want you to really be questioning each other on now, is where do you need to hear the truth of Jesus in your life, the truth of God's word? Because you've got this thing about depth of restoration, but it's also a rest from this need to prove ourselves. So often, work is a constant need to to do the next thing well to tick the next box, to get it right, to move up in the organization or whatever it is that you do, we feel a pressure to prove ourselves to our friends, to our family, to our colleagues, our bosses, whatever it might be. And actually Sabbath rest, taking time out out from, from life to be with God is an opportunity to say, God, remind me who I really am. Remind me that I'm your workmanship, created to do good works. Remind me that I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. Remind me that my confidence doesn't need to come from me, but it can come from your Holy Spirit and who you say I am, to have a reset moment where we don't try and get our satisfaction or our full satisfaction from anything other than God. And quite frankly, if we do that, then the work and everything else in our life, the priorities of those things, it will fall into place if we first hear who God says we are, we revel in it, we enjoy it. Before the law in Genesis 2, God rested. He rested on the seventh day. God's not tired, so he doesn't need to rest. So why? And I think the key thing here for us to take away is that he wanted to enjoy what was good. He wanted to enjoy his creation. He wanted to enjoy the things that he made. He wanted to revel in it, to revel in in you and I. In his, in his people, and Sabbath is about enjoyment. The question I'd like you to ask each other is, how can I enjoy my Sabbath time? What good food can I have? How can I find time for friends and family, stuff that gives life and not takes life away? It's about enjoying time with God. Can you give a portion of that day to him? Can you give a, a portion of it in a way that is, I'm gonna actually look for some depth. I'm gonna allow space for God to speak to me and not just space for me to unload my problems on God. And finally, and I think this is the key one for connect groups, is this is your opportunity to be accountable. To be accountable about how it really is. To talk to one another and say, hey, this is my thing. This is where I fall down with Sabbath. This is where I know that I am too tired to keep going. For me, it's, it's a migraine. I'll get a migraine when everything is just too much. And it's a good, I shouldn't get there. But when I do get there, it's a sign that my work-life balance is out of whack. And so my encouragement to you is to be accountable to one another about what your signs are that it's all becoming a bit too much and decide to make a change. And this is the final thing I want to say and that's this is that all of this is in some ways so big and complicated and there's so many nuances to it that actually what we really need to do is as an individual say holy spirit help me to ask Jesus keep inviting him to come into your world. Does my work rest balance feel like freedom? Is Jesus lord of my diary? Is he Lord of my priorities? And am I trying to do this all on my own or do I need to welcome people to be part of a community to support me in all of this stuff? i encourage you now as connect groups to, to chat through some of these things.